And we're on. Welcome to the Average Minute. Well, here we are at the uh, Average Worldwide Headquarters, uh, having a wonderful Sunday evening. Uh, about to discuss a few things that uh, went down. First and foremost is uh, if you've uh, paid attention to... The, the two of you that listened to the last podcast, I uh, would probably ought to point out that the... Uh, MGA signups are now open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, turns out we got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Morley listens to the podcast now because the biggest fu he could have done was, <laughs> oh, you guys think you know when it's opening? Check this out. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out not the tenth. Uh, it's already open, um, and if you haven't already signed up for the MGA, you're you're late to the party. Yeah. And then based on the whole, let's go over the schedule because that was you know a lot of fodder. Uh, yeah, none of that. Uh, Battle of the Bridge is set. Uh, Bastards is set. Uh, yeah, we don't know what we're doing the rest of the time. Right. Uh, pre- yeah. Yeah. Prescott. Yeah. I think it's Prescott. Yeah, Prescott. Is, Antelope yeah, Hills. The Bradish and, uh, and the and the Battle of the Bridge. Yeah, that's that. That's it. Uh, we're finding. Uh, let's let's burn them down now. You want to do it early? So, wanna... so we were last year. We did the below average challenge at Trace Rios, which. Uh, historically is a course we don't generally play because of the quality of the course. Right? Uh, in a nice way to put it, uh, in the days of 20 and $30 courses, it was about a $25 course. Right. Um, and even by today's standards, it's, it's about a $30 uh, yeah. course. Well, it's a $30 course. You probably ought to pay 45 50 bucks for it with the way inflation has worked and what a lot of the other courses are also uh, charging. Uh, I think we paid forty five dollars last yeah, year which, for the which, blow you know, that you know, uh, had they had enough beer for us all, that it was reasonable. Out. We had yeah. a good time. It's not a complete goat track like in years past. It's it's um, it's uh, not great, uh, but 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 what was their offer for us? Uh, I I want to say it was uh ninety ninety three dollars yeah a person. i think ninety three is correct yes. ninety three dollars a person and that's assuming we had sixty right so uh whoever has a calculator on their phone just do that math and figure out what they offered us um we noped out on that by the way because we assumed uh nobody and i mean nobody wants to play trace rios for ninety three dollars uh, no no not 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 even a little um so yeah uh we're out on trace rios uh, hopefully the superintendent uh, is listening to the podcast. Yeah, he's, he's one of the four listeners, so and that way he can realize that immediately know. fire the general manager. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, so we're we're actively seeking other venues. We were looking at shorter courses for the three club challenge. Um, uh, didn't Bel Air also give us a? They gave uh, us a, 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 a sizable quote. They gave us will. a quote for ten grand yeah. to have a shotgun there, and that's American because we <laughs> yeah. asked. Yeah. So even because I got nine thousand pesos in my truck, even at even at a hundred players, that's still what a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we're out on that uh, to play a, an executive course. Um, uh, but they have TrackMan for their range, very important. And you, and you can hit balls at night. Um, you know what? Speaking of TrackMan, I'd rather plug uh, the people that have been loyal to us for many years uh, who have TrackMan in every hitting bay. And that's Valley Golf Center. Uh, Valley Golf Center, uh, we were there this last week, and apparently uh, the owner guy was out on the range. Yeah, he woke up uh, that day and showed cho- death. Yeah, choosing death. Uh, <laughs> we were looking at him going, there's probably a good, what, 60 or 70 people hitting balls? It, it was and, three and, uh, quarters of the way full. Yeah, and he's just walking around like, eh, uh, 
raindrops don't hit me. <laughs> Meanwhile, he didn't he didn't get hit yeah, by a ball, hit, but so. everybody on the upper deck just kind of stood and went, "Is this guy for real? Like suicide by golf ball? Is that that's how that's how these guys is, go out? Is business doing that well that you just want to just take one on the chin? He's he's in so deep with TrackMan, he's never going to financially recover and uh, just walks yeah. downrange. Apparently, uh, I took a loan with some people that. <laughs> So, uh, but no, uh, they've always been very good to us. Um, we've been going there for years. Uh, we, I get nothing out of it. We have $0.0 in ad revenue from Valley Golf Center, but we've been going there for years. They really don't mind the fact that we uh, tailgate in their parking lot, even though it's yeah, I, I believe looking the, the other way is what their, yeah. their uh, official policy is. Yeah, they've never come out and condoned it, but yeah. uh, they've actually... Um, never said anything either after all these years. I mean, it's been That's eight been years, eight well, years at least. That I, we've I'm, been... I'm only rocking three, and I mean, I, I think I've had a glare once when I'm peeing on their bush, and I'm just like, dude, I'm doing you a favor. This bush will be dead without me. I'm pretty sure you brought that bush back to life uh, last year. Uh, it was a dry summer. Um, so, yeah. Uh, as as far as the MGA minutes go, that's, that's really about it. Um, the uh, registration is open, so get yourself signed up, uh, preferably for West Valley. But if you're one of those people who uh, listen in some other godforsaken state where it's probably snowing right now. Unless, uh, of course, you're in Vegas, then don't sign up at all. Uh, sign up for Henderson. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I hear I hear good things about Henderson. Uh, home of the World <laughs> Championship, by the way, and the Henderson yeah. chapter. So I thought the guy was from Tampa. What the World Champ? No, 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 not home of the World Champ. Home of the World oh, Championship. Okay. Oh, that is where MGAWC is, yeah. takes place uh, in Henderson. Yeah. Uh, geography so. isn't my strong suit. <laughs> Turns out it's not in <laughs> Vegas. You fly into Vegas, but when you're playing for the belt, you're in Henderson. Uh, so. When you wake up very early and get on the bus and don't know where you're going, you you're in Henderson. Um, and maybe Henderson wants to join us at the Battle of the Bridge this year. Maybe yeah. they, maybe they won't uh, bring some bring some ringers and try to call them. Uh, you mean play a straight up? That's you know we're not used to that, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's about it for the uh, MGA updates. Um, you want to get right into? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, one little callback because this is an interesting story that uh, you had right around Christmas time, and I'm just going to reiterate for uh, the sake of me and you guys, uh, about three podcasts ago, you want to listen to this. So I was at the local Fries, which is, again, you can almost, it's probably a par five from the average uh Is this the household. Sharia Law episode? Uh, could be. I don't know. Yeah. And so I go to the self-checkout like you do, uh, and uh, I was coming over here, so I wanted to throw a little bag of ice on, you know, some beers. And I asked the girl for a bag of ice, and she goes, oh, okay. And I go, wait, just a second. Let me make sure you have ice. And she goes, oh, that's right. We don't have any. And she and I exchanged glances of, like, you know average, don't you? It was, it was like, oh, that bearded guy. You're, you're friends with him. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I left my mark oh, on yeah, that she, one. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm not saying it was the same person or not, but there was definitely a uh, there was pause. There in was the probably talk in the break yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, at this point, I think there's a poster of you in the break it's, room. It's of, entirely possible. If this guy asks for ice, make sure you have ice because he will kill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I'm, I'm glad I. Uh, yeah. 
Glad that worked out to yeah. our benefit. Yeah. Uh, so if you're ever in the fries here in the Buckeye area off of Jackrabbit, uh, make sure the ice bins have ice in there before you buy ice. Uh, That's right. what we're talking about. That's it's Meanwhile, important. you could have gone to the gas station. I was just there at the gas station, and they were full up with both 16-pound and 7-pound bags. So it's weird that they didn't have any in the store. They must have just moved it all to the gas station. Meanwhile, uh, uh, I don't want to get into yeah. uh, <laughs> staffing situations at the uh, at the fries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go over the whole schedule. You know, so you got you know some people who only work twenty five hours, and you got some people who work forty. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so golf. Let's talk about golf on a golf oh, podcast. What? Yeah. Uh, don't, don't we have more? Uh, how grocery stores? Uh, staff? No, no, no. We can. Uh, we could talk about where are we on the frozen food section? <laughs> Uh, where where are we on uh, getting waitresses to understand Seinfeld references? Because <laughs> I had I was teed up and uh, pulled out too uh, uh, when she used her middle finger to point out the drink <laughs> that uh, she thought Mrs. Average should have. I was going, "Am I the only one seeing this?" <laughs> Which, yeah, I'm doing yeah, it right yeah, now. It's yeah, audio medium, yeah. though. So, y- y'all, uh, we y'all went to Papa Do's, which I've never been before. Um, I will tell you that my meal was much better heated up today than it was when we were there. Really? Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked my reheat. The shrimp, not a little uh, string. Crawfish. Oh, oh, that, that's right. The etouffee. Yeah. It's a uh, Cajun restaurant. In case you couldn't put that together uh, by Papa Do, yeah, uh, Cajun seafood. Uh, they have other things, but that place been there forever. It's delicious, a little on the pricey side. It's uh, an institution, though. Uh, it's one of those things yeah. where if you if you just move to Phoenix or if you're visiting and go, hey, where should I get? Everybody's going to go. Well, you got to go to Papado. It's one of those places. Been here forever. So, little spendy, little spendy. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you bring your friend's wallet instead of yours. Right. Um, yeah, we were fortunate enough to have some help. Uh, from one of your yeah, me, me being customers. kind to somebody really helped us out because that was about half the bill. So, thank you for that person. But right, we'll never listen to the podcast. That. <laughs> well, I was I was uh, telling I was telling Whip about that during golf today because uh, he was asking where we were when we sent that picture that the huge uh, uh, excellent pile of oysters yeah. and uh, we also had the calamari in the background which mm-hmm. was dwarfed by the oysters which. By the way, which could have been an accident, don't know. A uh, dozen oysters at Papado was 13. It was the Baker's Dozen. It was a Baker's Dozen mm-hmm. oysters. Uh, and then what's the sauce, Asian sauce they had? Ponzu sauce. Yeah. They serve uh, them with yes. Ponzu sauce. Yes. Not like as an option. It's on yeah. the sauce on side. Uh, I'm going to tell you how to go full Tabasco, a little Ponzu sauce, and just you're, you're in. That's, that's definitely the way to go. Are we... Uh, are we building in a new food segment into yeah. the podcast? <laughs> yeah. uh, we're both fat, so it's kind of, you know. Because <laughs> I would be okay with that if we if we do a, uh, you know, feature some local fare uh, on the podcast. Because it's a write-off. It is. <laughs> uh, maybe we could get some restaurants uh, yeah. to donate some food. Uh, Kelly, uh, go uh, talk yeah. the taco shop into donating yeah, yeah, some yeah. Uh, birria tacos yeah. to the average minute. It's going to be a golf and food critic take show. Take some stickers and some koozies, and they'll they'll know what's yeah. going on. The, the problem with the golf and food critic sh- show for us is going to be, uh, yeah, so this tailgaters doesn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> 
funny, uh, funny you should, of, funny you should say that, that was Reams today. <laughs> uh, we were we were at Tailgaters, uh, the only um, Tailgaters that we've done a podcast from, and our waitress happened to go after like the third beer she brought us. Uh, goes, wait a second, I know you guys. You were over there, and I and I'm like, yeah, we were doing a podcast, yeah. and she's like, yeah. yeah, and then walked away. Like, yeah, yeah, you, bye. You do a lot of that observational humor. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah, I remember yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, golf. Uh, golf, uh, I played a tournament with the uh, West Valley, uh, not West Valley, geez, Arizona Desert Golf Association. You played Southwest Valley Men's. Was, so, that was your first experience with yeah, them, right? never played Southwest Valley before, uh, played with them today. It was fine. It, I thought it you was... Played, where'd you play? Uh, Union Hills. Uh, Union Hills is the same uh, Sun City course as the rest of them. It's, there, there's several holes that are almost exactly the same as, as uh, Palmbrook. Uh, Palm Brook and Sun Sun City Country Club and you know, yeah yeah Sun City North the South you know they, there's a lot of the there, same there's a lot of there's features. about a four four hole little curve that's just going man this is really familiar yeah but that's good because you know you kind of know how to play that hole no matter what course you're at um, it doesn't matter though um, if I know how to play that hole or not it doesn't mean I can. Uh, which gets us to how I played today. Do you want to go over how you played today, or do you want to go over uh, how I played? Let, let's today? go ahead and discuss you, because I mean, it, it it is the average minute, not the moon dog um, rules. So, so I was really excited. Um, and if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, I I had a, a pretty pretty good lesson um, with the new instructor. Had kind of a breakthrough, and I started striking the ball better at least in the hitting bay at Golf Tech, and then and it translated to church as well. If you listen to that episode, um, I was hitting the ball fairly decent at church. So Which, I was for like, a customer service announcement, uh, we're not doing church this Thursday, but plan on the following Thursday, full church. Uh, right. So, yes, no church this week, uh, full church next week. Um, so I was really excited to go out and get on the course today to see how I was going to play. Not not fully, like, I wasn't delusional to the point where I was going, oh, man, I'm going to go low. Like, I'm so much better. I had one good lesson, and I'm going to, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, nothing like uh, that. You pretty much went full Tiger Woods and 14 under at Pebble. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, no, but I had, I had uh, some hope that, you know what, maybe it'll be a better round than what I'm used to, maybe... You know, there will just be some things. And our, and our goals are simple at this point where we would like to hit a ball and find it. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I yeah. I'm at the point where I almost don't care where the ball goes as long as I made good contact. Yeah. Right? Like, that's where I'm at. In it, it, I, have, I have been going so long without making solid contact on the ball that... that uh, your iron play, you know, I probably should have just bought you a shovel. And let you just hit it with that because that's how good your iron play was. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah. Um, uh, you're welcome. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, let's see here. I don't want to necessarily go shot by shot, but um, you know, stepped up on the first tee box and uh, proceeded to hit a uh, almost missed the ball, hit it uh, clean on top of the ball. The ball never got. 
18 inches off the ground. It did manage to, to move out there a little way, but it was like way up the left side of the uh, fairway. The number one at Union Hills to me is always uh, don't block it into the range and don't snap hook it into the houses. Right. So anything other than that's a good shot. So I, I, I hit straight into that bunker on the left. Oh, been there. So, and I f- actually felt okay about it because I was laying one in play, right? Yeah. Um, Without a tree in your way. That's right. I mean, what more do you want? You're you're asking for too much. And I knew that there was going to be a problem when I hit my second shot out of that bunker. Virtually no sand in the bunker. It wasn't like it was a... It's Union Hills, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a real bunker shot. It was I was playing it like a thin lie, we, right? We call it hard pan, but it's really just dirt. Right. So I was, I was what? Hence the why you shouldn't be paying 100 bucks for Union Hills. Right. I was 100, 120 out... Um, I hit the club that I felt good about for 120 yards, which right now, unfortunately, is my nine iron. <laughs> and uh, I didn't go up the nose. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> it's embarrassing, but that's that's where I'm at right now in my game. So hit my nine iron, and I knew instantly that there was going to be a problem, um, or that it was I was identifying a trend, I should say, because I just yanked it left, you know. 30 degrees left of target. Um, it wasn't a draw, wasn't a hook. I just just dead pulled. The ball flight was dead straight, just straight left. And uh, that was the story of the first eight holes. Um, I think a lot of the lessons for me, they, they keep trying to push me to move the ball forward in my stance, which I hit a dead pull often. And I think it just pushes, or you know, it forces you to hit more of a dead pull. Uh, you know, but it's because you're still swinging wrong. Yeah, yeah, uh, and possibly. I I haven't been instructed to move the ball forward in my stance necessarily. Um, I think so. What what I have been working on, what the last lesson that I got was starting my starting my downswing with a shift of the weight indicated by thrust of the hips toward the target. Right. I just so, I just saw Mrs. Average perk up. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about thrusting Thru- my hips. Thrust the hips. So y'all are welcome. Uh, for you at home. Yeah, golf uh, lessons are for everybody. Crank that speaker up and put it where you know where, and I will talk about thrusting my hips. Uh, it, I, somebody just threw up in their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so so that's the that's the motion, right? And I think I was grossly exaggerating it when I got out on the course is I was like, I was like hula hooping out there trying to get my hips forward. And I think I was just way over rotating my hips initially. And then just by the time the club catches up, you know, and hits, I'm just, I'm pointed way past the target over rotating by the time I'm making contact with the ball. So yeah, my, my uh, lesson situation in which I really pulled a lot was you're moving both your hips and your shoulders at the same pace and your hips need to go first and then you fire your shoulder you're not firing your shoulders but turn your shoulders whatever whatever that word is just yeah you're, you're not supposed to do both at the same time because that's what results in your pull right well it took me eight holes to figure that out that's good audio yeah. i'm i'm fishing drinks out of the yeah. cooler um it took me eight holes to figure it out and we get on nine and i hit a eh, mediocre drive um, did you carry the hill no i didn't that's true. I, Right up to the top of it, um, I just kind of fanned one. Like 
it did wasn't a slice it wasn't a fade it just kind of i just kind of blocked it but it was new i was like oh my gosh it wasn't a dead pull because i had hit a couple of tee shots ob left uh to this point and i've just been just been uh pulling everything every shot iron driver you know up to this point so the fact that i kind of blocked it and hit the right I was I was in the fairway, but I was on the right side. I was actually pretty stoked about that. I had about 189 uh, left to the, uh, according to my GPS watch, 189 left to the uh, back of the green. And from what I could tell, the pin looked like it was back. I don't know. But I grabbed my three hybrid and proceeded to hit the purest shot I hit all day before or after that like just I couldn't even believe like one of those where it felt effortless I didn't like throw my whole ass into it but it the, I, you can't feel it even contacting yeah. the ball there was no it I've was hit, just I've hit a bunch of those at, at practice at, at the instruction and you're just going how do I do that at, at the at the course how do I do that right and he's like eh. You, that's just what you're supposed to do. It's like, well, who can who can do what you're supposed to do at the course? That's not what, that's not a thing. <clears throat> so that kind of um, that set up a par. Uh, to this point, I, I I was like, so you got a green in regulation and set up a par. That's I was twenty good for you. I was twenty over par. <laughs> oh, on the front nine, and I, I you know, I and parred. so what we're saying is lessons. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it um it was an uncomfortable first eight holes. I was yeah. I was. 20 over par after eight yeah and because of nine so yeah because of how i was uh, uh again if you have a calculator on your phone just do that um it was bad right yeah, but that is bad. so then um so i felt good about that and then i just proceeded to say you know what i don't give a shit i'm not playing i wasn't trying to win a tournament i wasn't none of that stuff i got up on the on the 10th tee box and laced my drive par five right as you say, recall long par five right? yeah laced my drive laced a three wood was chipping up to the you know what i mean parred 10 you know set up like i had i had a stretch of holes that was you know which is what most mediocre golfers do is you like i started out with copious sixes uh i had a six average through eight and i went huh i pretty much know what this score is going to be because six times nine right simple math I ended up finishing with a smooth 50, so you know what I got on the 9. And then, for some reason, it came together, and I ended up, uh, got close to the pin on 11 or 12, whatever. It was par 3 that was, it was tight. Missed the hole in one, barely. It lipped out. Really? Uh, Made made the two, three-foot comebacker for the deuce. Uh, end up shooting 41 on the back nine, just to you know abbreviate my whole shot for shot BS. Shot a 91, ended up with a uh, third place finish in my flight, which there's four flights in our group. So you went 50, 41. That's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, I'm the reverse meltdown. If, if you've, if you, the only time I've ever won the meltdown is I had to play eight holes. On, it, it was in uh, Prescott Prescott Country Club, and I had to play eight holes because I started on 11. So I played eight holes in the back and shot a 200-and-something. And then I played the front nine. At, I think I shot a 37. 
And then I went to 10, which is that's the tournament that you screamed at me because we're going slow, which, you know, yeah. reasons. Uh-huh. Uh, that story's been told. And when you screamed at me, I screwed that up, too. And got a, <laughs> got a, a double <laughs> prime in the middle of the fairway. You screamed at me. I shanked one. Uh, ended up getting, a, I think, a 7 on that hole. So I, I think I... It was definitely my fault. I think I carded a 91 with a 37 on the front. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so... It, so to... to kind of sum things up I did not play well today as a whole right like my score so my favorite Tiger Woods quote of all time it'll still be and probably always will be I played better than the scorecard indicated and uh, uh, Whip D-Rod can attest to um, a lot of those high scores on the front nine like my god just stupid shit right like um one, one tee shot was OB like barely right, like just over the. Well, that's like the, the Palm Brook line we played for uh, Christmas Eve, where I shot a smooth one hundred and three, and I was still excited and ecstatic because I'm going, yeah, but I had eight penalty strokes that are you know it's six to eight inches out of bounds. That was the story of of the front nine. Was. And as long as you land inbounds and take a bad hop, you can't. I mean, that's just a bad hop, right? It. It, that that was the story. You know, there was there was one of those. I hit a, I just hit a horrific bunker shot. That um, I forget what hole it is, but it there's a the street runs behind the green, and it ended up damn near in the street. But it was in a, like a clump of crab grass, and I yeah. chunked it, getting it back. You know, I, I know that hole all too well. Just stupid crap like that that adds up really quick. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, so when you think about, I mean, yeah, my score was terrible, but the quality of my golf overall is improved. Like I'm seeing glimpses of, uh, you know, today the, the, the fact that I can string several holes in a row together that I'm playing decent, right? Like I haven't been doing that in a long time. Like I've been scrambling my ass off to make bogeys and doubles, like. For months and months, I've just been scrambling to try to... Yeah, for, for you, watching you play is... Uh, so his short game's on point. Like, he should be parring, bogeying at most. And him getting there... I mean, your tee shot's good. That iron is... that he... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you usually chip up two putt for a bogey is a good hole. And, yeah. You know, or you... Double's normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um for me, I, I've been uh, really sucking at the uh, chipping program, and I had three or four pretty close to impossible chips that I pulled off today, like hit properly and did that to where I got some extreme confidence going in to where I think I may not putt it from 35 yards off the green, but I, I'll probably still putt it. Uh, <laughs> but that I, I had some chips there to where, I mean... Mandatory chipping parts. I chipped and did fine. Uh, where are we at with putting out of bunkers? Because uh, I did that. Today. Yeah, if there is no lip. <laughs> I'll probably putt out. Of, no, I, I actually have pretty good bunker play. Uh, and then I didn't say uh, we played a gila, which is a muni, muni course here in Phoenix. 
Uh, what condition was that in? I've never played there before. It is a very heavily played course. Would be the uh-huh. you know nicest way to put it. That's probably one of the more cost effective courses, yeah, and left. it's probably the last of the cost effective courses, unless you're going to go to like Cave Creek or uh, what's uh, there's another muni around here. But years ago, I played Maryvale before GCU bought it out, and that course was a muni at the time, mm-hmm. and that course was just holy. How much? You know how you'd much traffic to, do you have to? You'd you have know. to have a nine iron I mean, and a nine millimeter yeah, in your golf yeah. bag. <laughs> uh, brings me to my point with Aguila. You still need a nine millimeter. Uh, one of my the so uh, hypothetically, when I drive to the course, I usually have a, a, a Yeti cup that's filled with some good stuff, and so I'm just I enjoy that on the way there. Uh, it's it's a monster drink and water. Uh, where are we at with the uh, Mekong and Monster? Oh, you know what? We're bringing it back. We're going full sin. Uh, Mexico. Ke- Kelly, uh, get the bottle of Mekong. Yeah. Mekong and Monster. Uh, I'm not saying I haven't tried it. Just saying. Uh, so anyway, as I'm driving down, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know uh, Phoenix, there's good parts and bad, just like any big city. Uh, so you take the one, or you take the ten to the uh, two hundred two lower route, and then you get off on baseline. So about two stops in off a of baseline, uh, and you know every big city has you know will work for food sign people and whatnot. But I will tell you, I've never seen somebody that should have and could have earned my money than this guy. This guy was having a full Fight Club MMA match. Nice to himself. <laughs> So like actual Fight Club. Oh yeah, yeah. This guy was like Tyler full, Tyler full, Durden. Full yeah. <laughs> this guy was full swinging and punching himself in the face, and then punching back and and making sure everybody's watching. And I'm just going when when the light turned green. I'm going. Uh, that was a video opportunity. That I mean, if this was a video medium, I missed a moment. Yeah. Because that guy. Uh, let's just say, kids, don't do math. Because there's no ch- if if you ever wanted to know what meth looked like, that guy's that, on meth. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell me you're on meth without telling me <laughs> yeah. you're on meth. Yeah, and the the poor there was a poor dad. I'm assuming a dad just based on age type of thing and how his uh, body language was. He didn't have any children there, but he's in a hoodie and he's got the hoodie up because it's cold. And he just kept glancing back at the guy like, "Oh, please don't hit me, <laughs> please." <laughs> and I mean. I, I'm surprised we didn't cycle through the light with all of, of us just sitting there watching that because we all you could just tell every car was sitting there looking at that guy going what in the holy is that? <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to Aguila, back to golf. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of upstanding citizens in that area, uh, and so I, I know one listener in particular that is very familiar with that area. Uh, the <laughs> He's only- probably laughing his ass off right now. Other than uh, Aguila was in, I, I would say, great shape based on the amount of play they have. Uh, their green's a little firm, which, you know, whatever. That, that t- tis the season. Uh, we all, I mean, I was hitting the ball great down the middle for the most part, which is, you know, that, that ain't who I am. Uh, I tried to listen to some uh, of the lesson stuff because eventually I have a 6,500 backspin rate. Which is high. Is that on your driver? Yeah. Yeah. It's on my driver. Yeah. Uh, That's what most people's 58 degree is. I got it on my driver. Uh, You got the zip grooves on your driver. I was informed that I probably ought to tee it up a little higher to kind of cut that down. So I was trying to work on that. And I just popped up so many that I was like, nah. 
don't worry, I'll, I'll just fly at 240 and stop. I'll be good. And so I, I end up doing that the rest of the round. And uh, like I say, the, the course, it, it's nice and wide. Uh, it's it's like any course. Trees are a problem. I, I don't, used don't to. The trees. I, I haven't played that course in 100 years. Uh, when I started golfing and I got the Phoenix card where you play all the munis, that was, they actually had more munis back then. Like, I believe Trace Rios was one of them. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, Hillcrest might have even been on it. Um, it, it was, you know, that, that whole, the Cave Creek, Encanto. Yeah, um, I think Encanto's still on it. Maryvale. Uh, Encanto even still open? I don't, yeah, I think yeah. so, because I see him on golf. Anyway, uh, we're yeah, getting whatever. there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I haven't played, I can't tell you how long it's been. It's probably been 15, 12, 12 to 15 years. Yeah, that was the first time I played it, and I, I mean, it's probably better than just about any Sun City track. Really? Yeah. Well, I know John, like, John plays there from time to time, um, but, man, I haven't even thought about driving out to Levine to play I mean, golf. It's uh, from Verado, where the cool kids live. Uh, it's It was a 30-minute drive. I mean, that, that might yeah. be, uh, it, since Trace Rios is a little full of themselves on how much they think they should get, uh, that might are not we, be a bad are place Are we back to call. in on calling Aguila for the below-average challenge? Yeah, I, I I'm, well, below average, that's kind of a dangerous spot for us to be that fucked up. <laughs> uh, uh, where's the campsite? <laughs> How close? Well, you got the res right there. Yeah, well, uh, you do have it's close, uh, Cesar, to- Cesar Chavez Park. I wonder if they have a campground. Because <laughs> um, that's the issue with the below average challenge, if you didn't listen to the last uh, episode, is... Uh, yeah, transportation. Yeah, it's is that's it's a it's a big issue because it's real easy when you're seeing triple. You just you know drive down the middle. Uh, you're you're going to see six, and I can't tell you which one to look at. It just you know you pick one. Right, right. So to to kind of sum up, and then we'll go to a uh, we'll go to a I don't know a potty break, e- either a commercial <laughs> break or just a, I need to take a piss break. Um, I shot horrible. My my score was my score was bad, but I came out of it. Um, and maybe it's because I had a hellacious uh, front nine and a respectable back nine that I came out of it going, yeah, things are looking up. And uh, if now, it had been the other way around, if I me, would have melted down uh, to finish. For me, with the lessons, I feel as though when I'm standing over the ball, I got a little bit of confidence. I mean, still the ball's mm-hmm. going to go you know into the houses like it always did. But I I stand over it thinking it's not going to go in the houses. Right. Yeah. Well, that was maybe that was my problem today. Is I kind of have the same vibe where I'm standing on the tee box going, "Yeah, I'm going to hit a good drive here," and it went in the house. Yeah. Like it's multiple times. But I, you know, really, uh, I've harped on this before with a uh, you know other friends friends and what I. I I typically play Callaway irons. I have, I now have PXGs. PXGs look a lot like Callaway irons. Uh, really, standing over the club is the. Do you feel comfortable that you're going to hit this ball? Yeah, and that's. I mean, I switched to Callaway drivers because my PXGs just didn't make me feel comfortable that I was going right. to hit the ball. You know, and, you know why I play Tour Edge. <laughs> <laughs> If if you know, you yeah. know. 
that was a great joke from the previous one that I did. <laughs> but because Whip wins with it, Stray Mountain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know why I play Estrella? Yeah. Because I win with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep padding that freaking uh, resume with the same course. Whip. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So if Trace Rios is charging us 100 bucks to play there, I wonder what Estrella is charging us to play there. It's weird because uh, seeing like you know Peoria Pines even came up with a number that you know to me is more than it was it should have been. It was outside it the uh, yeah, uh, but it, it I mean it's a sign of the times. Um, I really think Trace Rios is their their numbers ridiculous. I mean yes, yeah. I mean let's go back to you know four years ago. That's a twenty dollar course. I think that was them, both them and Bel Air. I think that was their way of saying we don't want to have tournaments here. Yeah. It it takes up you know, we have to block off too many tee times. It's it's not a thing. So I wonder if that's a management issue as much as a monetary issue because you you do have to have, you know, two or three people at the course that are there to make sure that okay the tournament goes off without a hitch and mm-hmm. you're paying for those people and uh, that sort of stuff, uh, but at the same time, you're filling your course, right? Yeah, and you're selling shit tons of beer. Yeah, and, I mean, they're well, making the, they're making a lot of their money yeah. on liquor sales. Yeah. Us so. at the DMGA do not buy beers. We usually drink water that we get <clears throat> from our house. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, we're good at the courses, dude. <laughs> we go. We 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 patronize the uh, the beer cart and the snack bar and. We, well, more than once we've had a uh, course run out of alcohol, so y'all are welcome. Yeah, yeah, and then they jack up the prices on us the next year. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out here during the break. Uh, we're going full fire hydrant. Yeah, and we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll come back at you here in just a minute. And we're back, and I believe uh, I enjoyed the uh, uh, why can't fire hydrant. <laughs> it, it, it really uh, it, it fit what I was so fit exactly what I needed. Uh, we take care of our guests here at the average minute. Uh, you'll find the amenities. Um, <laughs> I have a fire hydrant on yeah. my side yard for. Uh, and if you don't know what hydrants are, uh, Google dogs. I mean, that's you know, come on. Uh, it's not just for men though. Uh, you know, I, I we oh have, yeah we 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 uh, one of the wags uh, we're, we're not going to name we're going to go ahead and tag that and uh, put that on Instagram. <laughs> well, one of the wags has been caught on video uh, it turns, using. Turns out somebody has Big Brother watching, and you can't pee at their house without being seen. Right, right. I mean, I can pee at his house without being seen because the cameras aren't that good. <laughs> well, I just pee in his pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why I was warmer last year. That's weird. Uh, uh, he's he's up the chlorine uh, <laughs> since since then. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so it came to my attention that uh, it is 2023, and the USGA has dropped some new rules on us in the golf world. Uh, a lot of their rules are non consequential based on the MGA is concerned. Uh, I will still harp on the rule they adopted, what, two years ago, maybe three years ago, which is an MGA rule, is the, uh, you hit an OB, mm-hmm. you get to go back to the fairway, but it's a two-stroker. But, I mean, you're right. back in the fairway, so it's, so it's, you're basically getting a provisional in the fairway. So, I feel like this is super redundant, but 
But uh, you can't say it enough. You, you absolutely have, cannot harp on this enough yeah. because it's amazing. Uh, we have scorecards that come in with 17 holes, so let's go ahead and figure out how to get OB figured out. It's it's amazing to me the number of people that cannot figure out how to how how this rule works ever. Like, and then I I did think this year where they announced that uh, worlds was going to go desert rule to uh-huh. where everything we're going to harp about here for a second mm-hmm. is moot because uh, at Revere and uh, Arroyo, Born Harry, Born, Born Harry yeah. uh, unless it was white staked, it was one stroke. But if it's white staked or it's the property boundary, right. it's two strokes, you can go to the fairway, but it's point of so, entry. It is not, you know, I think my ball hit that sixth house up the road. So I feel like I feel like it's worth I feel like it's worth explaining what that rule means, right? So let me give you an example, and I'll, I'm going to use an example of uh, hey, guess what? I hit out of bounds today. What? No way! <laughs> I know. Union Hills. It's Not a real. Problem. It's really surprising. But uh, uh, did I, you say hello to the nice little lady that I hit last time? I tugged my drive <laughs> a little left. Uh, it, it happens. <laughs> hit a roof. Uh, so without the kick. So the idea is, you hit your ball out of bounds, in lieu of reteeing another ball, which would be uh, teeing up your second shot. Your your teeing. You hit your first stroke, OB. You tee up your second stroke and hit your third stroke into the fairway, ideally or wherever you are in play. When you get up to the ball. You're hitting four because you hit your first one OB, you teed up your second one, you hit your third one into play, and now you're hitting four wherever that ball is. So the idea of the out-of-bounds rule... And it's all pace of play, really. ...is let's just save everybody the hassle of you reaching. We know you're going to hit the house again, so So let's just move on. Go up to where the ball crossed the boundary line, whether it be OB or property boundary, whatever it is, white stakes, where it crossed the and line. It, and it's lateral from where you cross, not where you think you hit. So so if it's like me and the ball was 80 yards closer <laughs> to the target. Such a good shot for you. But where it crossed, where it broke the plane, was way back here. Um you may have taken a provisional on that one, just you know, saying. Um, I, I, I did not take a provisional on that one because I didn't think that my tee shot was going to be OB. Huh. And furthermore, I I hit it. I did hit it pretty far. Like, I hit a pretty good lengthy drive. It just happened to go out of bounds at the last minute. It wasn't like it was horrific, like way, like I hit it at a 45-degree angle. It was a dog leg left, and I... It was trying to cut the corner and it didn't make it right. Uh, unlike mine that hits the house not on the golf course but across the street from the golf course. Right. Yeah. Those are problems. So so back to the rule. So I didn't hit a provisional. It was recommended. Like, hey, maybe you want to hit a provisional. I said no. I'm not risking hitting another one OB or duffing it and you Copious know whatever. Amounts of casings. I hit it I hit it further up there like I would be satisfied if it did go OB I can see exactly where it would have crossed I would be happy with that yardage dropping 3 and hitting 4 because the idea is you're 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 dropping 3 
because you are taking a penalty for it being OB. You're still taking the drop, and then you're hitting four. Yeah. So you're eliminating your the the presupposition is that you reteed on the tee box on the tee box and hit uh, your third shot, and it ended up right where you're dropping. That's the presupposition, and, and that is actually the same way they play uh, worlds. Because property boundary or white stakes, it's two strokes. Uh, there's a lot of people at Worlds that do that. No, everything's one stroke. Right. Which is great for me because if we do everything's one stroke, I'm going to DQ. Because, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I have eight penalty strokes per round. It's just what I do. Um, I really would. It'd be nice if all of us played by the same things. But whatever. You know what? I For whatever reason, people cannot, will not wrap their head around that rule of hitting a ball out of bounds and counting to a two-stroke penalty. It's not that it's a two-stroke penalty because it's out of bounds. It's that you are you have to go back to the tee box and hit, but in lieu of that, you're taking yeah. an extra you're, stroke. You're, you're actually getting a huge benefit of not having to hit another tee right. shot out of bounds. A risk hitting another one, yeah. Like, that's the biggest... Uh, mediocre golfers, we're gonna hit the second tee shot out of bounds. Right and also. now, That's if not... you if you just hosel rocket one dead left and it only goes forty yards yeah. in front of the tee box and, and goes ob instead of taking your lateral, hit you your know, hit your next you know rather than go ahead and take that uh, pitching wedge and just hit it right down the middle. I'm assuming everybody in MGA could hit a pitching wedge off a tee down uh, the middle. I, that's, I apologize. That, that's for... not a thing because I can't. Uh, not yet, but uh, I will but say it. Uh, I had a. A lot of pitching wedges today, and on the uh, front nine, I had a uh, sitting a smooth 126 out with a little backstop for me, and uh, I took a pitching wedge out, and uh, I was playing with uh, Kurt, who is a uh, one handicap, so he's all right. He's all just swing smooth, just swing smooth, and uh, my shoulder hurts super bad, so I'm trying not to take a divot because it hurts when you take a divot. Yeah, and uh, I picked that thing clean, and I will tell you that was the best pitching wedge I've hit in my entire life, but when you're 125 out and you hit a pitching wedge 180, that's... Wow, I mean, that's that, aggressive. Yeah, that's... that's. I mean, uh, I'd like to just tell everybody that I'm just as good as, uh, you know, uh, Tiger or something like that, because I can hit a pitching wedge that far, but uh, yeah, that was not the time or place <laughs> to hit a pitching wedge that far. Uh, the best part of that was the chip back was actually decent. Right? Yeah. And I... Anybody who's played with me the last six months is uh, chipping is not a thing for me. I I will putt from the fairway if yeah. it's fifty yards or in. Yep. I I had a couple of those where I was I was chipping with a seven iron, or uh, or even a three wood. I had a couple of three wood. Well, and that was mostly because I was in the trees and I couldn't get a ball in the air if I wanted it to go further than twenty yards. So. I was chipping with three, punching with the three wood. I should say. Yeah, I had an aggressive shot to where uh, I'm going over these trees, and uh, Kurt, again, good golfer, he goes, "Yeah, you probably just want to punch something back in the fairway." I'm like, "Punch something back in the fairway." I'm I'm going over those trees, and I sit up to my ball, and I go, "That tree right in front of me is that's a real problem." Yeah. So I use my hybrid and punch back into the fairway, and ended up parring that hole, and. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Kurt, you can be my caddy all day. So course management. Yeah, yeah course okay. management. Turns yeah. out course management is Turns stupid. out not doing something stupid so, is... <laughs> and that's a... You know what? And that's a thing. A lot of amateur golfers, um, mediocre golfers like us, do not do not 
have really kind of an understanding. Of. Uh, we really like to go for the hero shot, and uh, when you see like Justin Thomas, uh, watched him uh, this weekend playing. There was a few hero shots that he went for, and no offense, but Justin Thomas is way better than everybody else in the MGA. Uh, to where uh, when he goes for the hero shot, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I yeah, I got that shot. I mean, it's one out of a thousand probably, but yeah, uh, I'll do it. Yeah, it chances are slim that you're going to pull it off. Um, you're really relying on luck more than anything. Um, but just the idea that, so it's really easy to be in the mindset that, you know what? If I hit this club well, if I do this, if I do that, I mean, you're, the stars have to align for you to still manage to put yourself. Take it's called you. You hear the golf commentators talk about it all the time. You hear, take your medicine. Uh, yeah, when I when I when I play with Matt, which uh, I wasn't paired with him today, which I usually am, uh, he does that an awful lot to me. To where I'm I'm in a situation in which I'm going. You know, I just got to hit it under that tree and then over that tree, and then it's going to go through that tree, and then it's going to back up because I have backspin. And he just goes, "Just take your medicine." Yeah. And you're going, but I don't, I don't want to. And realistically, that's the shot. Uh, my one of my, I, I finished second at Distancia at, I think it was the uh, douchebag, and one of the reasons was uh, I learned at that tournament this is years ago, that you don't have to go for par fives every time. No. Uh, so, I, I mean, I hit a drive that was in that, I was 240 out, and, you know, I got I got, th- I got a three wood. Mm-hmm. One out of 100, I can mm-hmm. do it. Uh, and I just thought to myself, you know what, if I just put myself in pitch it where I need to, range back when I, you could hit a pitch shot yeah back, yeah. Yeah, back when i could pitch it yeah. uh, this, this is that's how long ago it was uh and so i hit my shot to pitch it and i pitch it next to the hole and i i birdied it and uh, and i'm just going yeah why am i trying to go for eagle when i don't have eagle in the bag right. that's not a thing that's yeah. that that is a happenstance oh my gosh you're not <laughs> yeah. going to believe what happened there was a dirigible that floated across <laughs> the fairway and my ball hit it and carried an extra 90 yards and uh, dirigible is uh, kind of an antiquated uh, that it's like a picture of hot air balloon but like an old timey one like we're you know anyway uh, thank Hindenburg but not really yeah <laughs> I, I don't know where I don't know where that came from uh, 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 this is a historic uh, podcast as for, it is golf for some reason I saw a dirigible floating over the fair uh, uh yeah, wild. Uh, 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 this this episode is that. brought to you by Topo Chico, yeah, Topo Chico. <laughs> hard seltzer. <laughs> uh, whip, he's got strawberry guava. Uh, so what you want to do is get yourself some uh, Topo Chico, uh, strawberry guava, hard seltzer. In the uh, you know what? It's uncomfortable. It feels it feels a little effeminate. <laughs> uh, and no. it's not because I'm drinking a seltzer. It's because it's in this tiny glass bottle. It's almost like a Coronita. Like, it's a smaller than normal bottle. Right? Like, it's frail. Like, it fits easily into the Slim Cozy. <laughs> in the Slim Cozy. Right? Uh, hey, that's, I've, I've heard so, uh, Whip loves it fitting easily into the Slim Cozy. You know, yeah. 
But so there's that. It's funny. I actually bought these for Whip, and um, and then he don't show up. It, yeah, turns out um, he hasn't been a guest on the podcast in uh, uh, well, some time. We haven't been doing remotes because uh, you can't hear me during remotes, and since I'm just you know pure gold the entire time, we got to make sure we can hear me. I mean, you're pretty much gonna, you know, take over the podcast. Oh yeah, here in. Uh, the Moon Dog Minute. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> um, so, what were we talking about? Jesus Christ! So, what you want to <laughs> do is Chico. get some Topo Chico uh, <laughs> strawberry guava hard seltzer. I I actually prefer the ranch water. Um, I was just drinking these because they were there. So. Uh, so, how did you finish in the tournament? Uh, I don't know. What about a uh, whip uh, or D Rod or you know anybody? So they're both in flights that people pay attention to. I was like in the basement. You're flight. in the Q flight. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, like I was. Uh, it only goes to D, but you know the Q. Yeah, it. It. I don't know. Um, I think so. I don't know what flight each of them. I know they're in different flights, but I don't know who's in the higher flight. Like I, I feel like Whip might be in the higher flight for some reason. D Rod should be because I think D Rod's a ten or eleven, and uh, okay, maybe that maybe Whip, you're, Whip's maybe you're a right. thirteen, fourteen type of thing. Maybe you're right. Um, I feel like David was when we were walking off of the eighteen. Now, did you guys walk the entire time? Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, we walked it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, I, I regretted not uh, just taking my push cart out and walking and letting uh, Kurt drive. Because that's a walk. Aguila is a walkable course. There's an awful lot of people walking. Hmm. Um, I feel like David was in like sixth place yeah. when we were walking off, but there were still people playing. Yeah. And then I, uh, they do live store scoring in both our leagues. To where yeah, you can, you can look, but you know nobody wants to look. Yeah. So I don't know. To to answer your question is I have no idea how it ended up. Uh, if I didn't already say I, I finished a smooth third in my flight, which is a C flight, which is not quite D flight, but it's you know hey. better than yeah. I mean, uh, see that's the good thing about this game is that you can handicap it and you can put different flight and it don't matter because yeah. you're, you're playing against people of your own level. Uh, the fun thing is the guy who played lights out and won my flight beat me by six strokes. But I beat everybody that was beyond third uh, by one stroke. Hmm. Really? So, yeah. Congratulations for whooping our ass, but, you know, I still got third. Suck it. Yeah. Well, that's respectable. Uh, and I will say there, I mean, there's an awful lot of, uh, we, we harped on too much uh, recently of the lesson, lesson, lesson. That's, that's uh, today, that's where I got that. That's how I got there, is uh, I really focused on a lot of the triggers he's told me to do as far as do this do that and i really focused on that uh i still have a dead pole to me but at the same time man the number of pitching wedges i hit from 120 to 125 to where if i could like make a six footer i'd i'd have had eight birdies yeah for sure i ended up having uh i got close to the pin on one hole which pitching wedge Uh uh-huh uh, and then I made the putt for a deuce, so that's straight money in the bank. See, I feel like I feel like that's an area, and and thank you for bringing that up because um, we I've been focusing so much on my ball striking and my you know how I swing 
an iron, you know, really biggest area of opportunity for me. And it's amazing how many how many putts I had today that contributed to my high score um, because, it, you know, you can sit there and you can look at the scorecard and go, well, you still suck. I feel really good about where I am at and not like I'm satisfied, but I know I'm going in the right direction. I have 100% could tell you that if you took away my three putts and let's call them one and a half putts, which is where I used to be, uh, I, I shot an 85 today or better. Yeah. I had, I had, I think two, four putts today. Oh, the greens, the uh, greens were like crazy. At Union Hills? Yeah. No, Man. no. Oh, well, you got a couple of those that are just side hill bullshit. No, no, no. It did wasn't the, even... No. Did the greenskeeper not get laid last okay. night? I, what I was saying is, it was... They were slow as shit. Like, oh, slow at, slow at Union Hills is a lot of break. They were slow. They looked like a lot of break. They were not breaking like you would imagine. Like, it was... We were all dumbfounded. It was like, what even the hell? Like, we had... Downhill putts that are like guaranteed three feet of left to right and just straight. There, we all three putted the same putt virtually and went. Nah, there's no freaking way it goes right, and it went right on all three of us. And it's like there, it, there's not physically possible for it to go right, and it goes. You know, yeah. We had multiple putts at Aguila that uh, it was the all right. This is gonna break three inches. Well. Three inches, I guess, that way, not the other way. And then I I got to the point where what I normally do is just screw it. I'm going straight. Yeah. If, if I can't read it, I'm just going to go straight. And then I'm like, well, shit, now I have a four-footer. And I hit that pace perfect. What the hell? The problem is when you decide, all right, I'm going to hit it straight. Can you actually hit it straight? Uh, I, hit, I hit one beautiful. Can you actually? My, I had a on. Uh, I think it was fifteen or sixteen, which is a par three. I had a about twelve footer, and I'm going. I'm going to hit that three inches to the right because it's going to break that no problem. And you could take a tape measure out, and it was three inches to the like two. Take it right from the hole. I missed it by three inches. Really? Yeah. Uh, and it just you can't. I. Uh, I don't know if lessons is going to help reading a green or not. I don't. I mean, well, I, I, I did watch uh, Mickelson with Barkley and uh, you know Stefan, you know all that crap. Uh, and when Mickelson's walking around his course and going, yeah, see how the mountains doing this, and you got the moons of Saturn over there, and then you got the blades of grass. And I'm going, dude, I can't. I yeah. can't. I can't. I can't. Just left, right, or uh, you know, yeah. inside, outside the cup. What? Come on. So I don't understand. Uh, have you? Are you familiar at all with the? Um, what do they call that? Uh, aim point something where you see the guys holding their two fingers out in front of them. Like Adam Scott does it. I think Dustin Johnson does it. Um, it's like aim point where they're like straddling the line. They're holding out two fingers, in, like their arm is straight out in front of them. Is that kind of like the people doing the plumb bob thing with their... I don't uh, know what it is, but I've seen multiple pros doing it, and I'm going, I can't possibly fathom how that's helping you read it. Because I, I will tell you, if you start plumb bobbing with your putter, I'm going to just fucking I've knee, never, kneecap your ass with I've my never, driver. I've never plumb bobbed <laughs> in my life. Like, that's uh, not a thing. That that's right up there with the. Uh, let me go ahead and pick some grass and throw it up in the air so I can figure out what the wind's doing. It's like yeah, dipshit. The wind's blowing your hair. You can figure it out. I do. I do. Um, 
I do think that most average to mediocre golfers um, can't leave, read a green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but they leave. There's there's opportunity that if you would just. And I'm not, and uh, the, I hesitate I, to even say this because of pace of play issues. Yeah. But uh, I, I, seeing I <laughs> seeing the putt from the other yeah. side, walking around, uh, I missed at least two putts today based on the if I had just walked to the other yeah. side and saw you would have saw there was it. a hillside because I mean I hit a putt and I go I didn't see it breaking that at all and then I walk over there, I'm like man it breaks a lot right there you know what I like yeah. to do is um um. If I'm, I try to be the first one on the green. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no. Oh, was that not a no, joke? No, physically, physically, like oh. walking onto the green. When, I mean, like your when, ball on the green. When I finally get yeah. to the green. Yeah, no, when, what I'm yeah, saying yeah, is, okay. I want to be the one to pull the flag. Yeah. So that I can have a view at my putt from the hole, at uh, least. I will right? always, if somebody is similar-ish line to me, I will always have them putt at me versus me standing behind them. Uh, that helps me so much more. We uh, played a scramble at uh, the 500 Club, I don't know, probably a year ago or so, and uh, we got through 11 holes before I just went, I'm going to stand over here, and I stood over there, and uh, I basically made every putt because I mean, you you got three people putting at me. I can see that line the entire time, right? And I made every putt. And uh, Whip and Matt were in that group. I'm trying to think who the fourth was. Doesn't matter. Probably Jeremiah. Uh, I made every putt for the last six holes, and it was I switched to that strategy. And I have tried to do that in foursomes, but. You fuckers got to hit the ball as shitty as I do, so you're at the spot I'm at, so I can actually watch you do that. But usually, I'm the one that's uh, you know breaking the new uh, you know putting first. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I guess I'm the you know trailblazer. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind being the being the guy that puts first in a scramble um, because I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like not. Not like I don't give a shit, but I don't. I don't have to be the guy that makes it. Mm-hmm. I I definitely want the group to make it. So if we're in a scramble where the other three guys clearly don't give a shit, then I'll say y- y'all <laughs> yeah. go first or whatever. But it, but if it's guys that are at the same level of give a shit as me, I'll I have no problem going first. I don't need to well, be the like hero. We, we played a scramble a while back with uh, Kurt, which again, who that's who I played with today. Um, uh, he t- hits it slightly further than I do. I mean, it's slight. Uh huh. We're talking, you know, one, two hundred yards further. Uh, <laughs> so he's playing from the back tees, and there was one time where I hit uh, my drive, and they just all go, "Oh my god, that's a that's a nice drive." And I'm go- and, you know, I'm I'm doing the uh, you know rooster cocky shit. Just yeah, welcome to the show, motherfuckers. And uh, we get up there, and Kurt goes, is this your ball? And I go, yeah. And he's all, whose ball is that? And I go, I don't know. That's probably you, because it was about 10 yards behind me. And then uh, Kurt walks up, and he goes, oh, no, I'm sorry. My ball's, you know, 30 yards in front of you. I'm going, <laughs> but you, you teed off from 50 yards behind me. <laughs> and that's why Kurt is not 
uh, in the MGA because uh, uh, right, yeah. yeah. There, there's absolutely it, no point in uh, it. His name would be DQ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would... Uh, yeah, if he didn't do Q, he'd break shit. I don't think it would be... Yeah. It would It would almost be impossible for him to... But you play with him, so he's... I've never played with Kurt. you never played with Kurt? Uh-uh. He's, he's not, fun as hell. Not one time. He's one of the few, uh, you know, sub, sub, sub handicap people uh-huh. that isn't a total douche. Right. Because most of those guys, and this is where uh, we talked about this with lessons, is I don't want to be a single-digit handicap. No. I want to be fun. I want to be know, enjoyable. It's one of those things, like, man, if I if I had a billion dollars tomorrow, I wouldn't be a douchebag. I'd still be the same guy. You totally would. <laughs> okay. I would like to think... That I could be... Oh, you and I could totally do it, for sure. I'm not talking billionaire. I'm talking about if I was a single-digit handicapper... Oh, you'd be a douche. <sighs> I, I don't, would I be that unbearable guy to golf with? Uh, uh, no. I would probably beat no. myself up when I hit a shot yeah. three yards offline. Like, oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could see myself getting into that snapping club neighborhood. But would I be the douchebag? Like, oh, well... No. I don't, you know I what I mean? Like, no, you're not a pompous guy. No, at all. I, I I see an awful lot of like, which again, it's a it's a joke that we do every time uh, when the four of us play, uh, where Whip just strikes one and he goes, "Welcome to the motherfucking show." Right? Uh, you'd say that 17 out of 18 holes, probably. No, but, I'd say it on the first tee, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, "You guys, you guys know where I'm at." Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, to me, and I. I'm sure I've said this before, is I, I know people that are, like, really, really good at golf. Mm-hmm. And they don't have fun. Fun is what it's all about. I you, know, mean, you know why? You know, you know why I have fun? Well, okay, there's multiple factors. I enjoy being out there on the course with my buddies, not thinking about anything but golf, not worrying about what's going on at work, what's going on at home, what, uh, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's on my phone. I'm not, uh, I, I'm going to call you out, Mitch, but my brother-in-law, <laughs> yeah, stop we're at, at stop quotes. we're at, we're at, Dickhead. we're at no. fucking Wolf Creek, dude. We're at, oh, he went sideways. We're at Wolf, at Creek, Wolf Creek and he's having the round of his life and gets on his phone and sees the stock market plummeting. And proceeds to have his round yeah. of golf follow the trend of the stock yeah. market. And it's like, you can't pull a guy out of that spiral. Yeah. You can't do it. We're at Wolf Creek, bro. Dude, Wolf Creek and, is so much fun. <laughs> like, that's one of the... Like, I do not but that's like, your do. You're, you're supposed to... But, you're at Wolf Creek. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah. how, how, can you, how can you be at a place like... How can you be in the zone at... You're at Wolf Creek. You're, it's bucket list golf. And and I take that to dude. I played Union Hills today, <laughs> and I texted my wife twice when she texted me because I was trying to be a good husband. She knows that I'm not on my phone because I'm not one of those guys. I I specifically there's guys in our group that have that that app that that keeps score on your phone, you know, and uh-huh. gives you gives you GPS yardages, they, all that kind of stuff. They send to their wives, there, to make sure their wives know that there's, there's no bears in front of them. There's multiple uh, re- I'm not I'm not 
I'm not saying that's a bad thing for them. That's how they live their life. I'm not. Ju- there's no judgment. That's how they get their yardages, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I do not want that because I don't want to be on my fucking phone when I'm on the golf course. I don't want to do it. I'm not because guess what? Next thing you know, you got your phone in your hand and you're you're looking up yardages. You're putting your score score in from the last hole. And oh, guess what? There's a there's a group on the tee box. And now I got seven minutes to kill. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to get on my fucking phone and download porn or or yeah, whatever. And then it becomes a problem for your cart mate. So what I'm saying is <laughs> I like to just be on the course. I like to be on the course. I like to enjoy time I'm with my buddies. I got I'm outside. I you know, it's that is my I don't even remember where I was going with this. <laughs> but um that's why that's why I Oh, now, because we were talking about if we'd become a douchebag if we got good at golf. But a lot of the happiness that comes from playing golf, aside from all of that, that is the main basis, is like, I'm just out there, and I'm here to play golf. Even if I'm playing like shit, it's it's the old cliche. A bad day on the course is better than a good day at work, right? Like, I'm, it beats working. Yeah. I'm out there. Bad day at fishing is the, yeah, clue. I'm with, I'm with I'm with I'm with my buddies. I'm with I'm on the golf course. I'm I'm playing the game that I love and every once in a while for somebody at my level, every once in a while I will hit a good shot that that makes me think that I could possibly be good at some point and and so going back to today, the uh, best moment was again 12 13 whatever. It was uh, a par 3. And I stood over that ball thinking, it's three grand for a hole-in-one in AZ Desert. I got this. And I hit that ball, and I went, fuck, I just did it. I just got it. That ball basically caught the edge and just missed. And that is what you play for. That, now, I mean, now, now I'll tell you, if you, were, if you were a scratch golfer... Or somewhere around there, right? It's different. Like, on the one hand, see, if I hit that shot, I'm going, oh my gosh, I almost got a hole-in-one. How awesome was that? If you're a scratch golfer, you're going, I can't believe that fucking lipped out. Yeah, I can't believe no, I what missed the hell? Like, you know, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I should have put... It's a completely uh, different experience. I, I should have put a, another 100 revolutions on that ball on the backspin. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, that's, I think, where we are in the... To me, a 10 to 16 handicap, you're living the life and you're having fun. Yeah, because uh, there's very little pressure on you. When you're at in that the point. six range, you're doing the, oh, I should totally dominate. And I mean, realistically, or, which or part, you're sitting there going, I am so close to being scratch. Yeah, and I'm going to be a dick here for no reason whatsoever. But uh, you're not going to call out one of our uh, titles. No. Okay, uh, right. no. So whatever. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, oh, it's happening, sweetheart. Um, so anyway, the idea that in the MGA, which we all suck, you're supposed to be 18, 18 or over. You're supposed to be. That's what the whole fucking league is about. Uh-huh. Read the fucking bylaws. It's all morally. You're welcome for this. Um, it's all about being 18 handicap. So that that is the that, baseline. That, that, that is, is the foundation that is, of that our. Is, so 
when you are not and you join the league and you you know falsify whatever and you you know trick fuck whatever and do what you do and you win uh-huh that's bullshit it's so what are you fucking winning well see and You're... that's that's the thing so the MGA is one of the, the, the another reason why I love the MGA so much it isn't a money league like what are you the guys that come out and cheat, and there's lots of them. Not, not oh, just I, our chapter. Oh no! I'm but not, no, we, I'm not shit fighting on anybody at all to begin with. Straight up. But there's there are, not but, not a target. It's just why. But yeah, what are you getting out of it? Like bragging, right? Like you want every because it, it's opposite effect. By the way, if you're that guy that shows up, everybody knows. Everybody knows, yeah. dude. Like uh, really, when you, when you really? pour in that eighty. And you're a, you know, you're Gin's six. Yeah. Yeah, you, you poured in an 80. Good job, you. Right. You you should. And I'm not shitting on anyone in particular. I'm just... I, I No, but I'm there's a, there's guys that... I'm just... And mostly, if you have the penalty strokes to where you have to hit 80 to even survive, I don't care. It's those guys that join at the beginning of every season, which that, always happens. That say they're a, a 22 and, and they're, handicap. I'm, and a, come I'm out. a 22 handicap, and I'm going to go ahead and shoot 80-80 the first two. And they always win. And I really have seen uh, Morley has uh, – my buddy Matt put in his scores, which were legit. And it looked like he got penalized because he put in legit scores. And, I mean – uh, Matt has to shoot a fucking seventy-two to fucking win anything because he, he got can't. penalized so because much. Because you can't, yeah, but you can't, can't do that you're when you're that good. You yeah. can't. But you he's can't. Not, that, what I'm saying is he's not that good. He's a twelve to fourteen handicap, and that's the scores he put in. But Matt yeah. is a twelve to fourteen handicap. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Because I've golfed with him. He's a fourteen numerous times, and he's. I would say he's single digit. No, he's not. He's he's working on it, hmm. but he's not. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, there's really no... So in if you're going to join up in the MGA, don't be that guy. Like, you're not... There's nothing to gain from... Like, literally, we have these stupid trophies <laughs> that we hand out. The tiny checks. Uh, like, there's nothing to be gained. You're not winning a money pot. There's no... Realistically, the Claret Jugs is the best trophy. It so, is. still that one. But that one's about six or seven tournaments in. Uh-huh. So, you're going to have your handicap established. You're going to be fucked anyway. So, yeah. just don't. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't know where, where I was going with that whole soapbox thing. But, god damn it. It frustrates <laughs> me, though. No, we were talking about the guys that are that are low handicaps. That no, you, you we we've always ran into, and I'm not trying to call out anybody, but we've always ran into. There's always newbies, and the newbies usually win the they, first. They think two, they can hack the system, and yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. yeah, what? You, you yeah. came out and won a tournament, yeah. or like what? Okay, what are you getting out of it? Like what? And then they get all frustrated because now they can't win because they carry all these strokes, yeah. and it's like. Dude, you knew what you were getting yourself into. 
This is a, it's called the Mediocre, <laughs> yeah, mediocre. Golf Association. Are you mediocre? No. Being better than everybody is not what this league's about. And, and don't get me wrong. We, we're not saying you're not welcome if you're not mediocre. If you're better than mediocre, you're absolutely welcome. Oh. But don't come in and try to hack the system and be like, and then get all bitchy when you can't yeah. win because you're too good. Yeah. Right? Like there's guys, Scott Stafford, for example. Uh, name sponsor of uh, the average minute, uh, right? He absolutely uh, understands how it works. He's one of those guys that will go in and shoot an eighty. Uh, he's done it multiple times, but he's expected to shoot an eighty because that's where he's at with his handicap. And like with Scott, I don't, I don't have an issue if he's sandbagging or not. But for an eighty, I'm not even getting, because he's got so many penalty strokes. I'm not even. Whatever. I'm not even getting into whether or not he's. I, that wasn't the point of bringing him up. My whole thing was he understands that he ain't gonna win shit yeah. in the MGA. Yeah. He comes out and plays the MGA because he enjoys the camaraderie. Oh yeah. The, the day on the golf course, there's skins money. In our chapter, we do skin cash skins. And sometimes they're substantial. Sometimes it, it thins out and they're, they're uh, not. But it's Sometimes just, Average and I are fucked up and no, no, you, know, you don't get any. No, <laughs> no, let's not get that out because that's not how it works. But what I'm saying is if there's, if there's 30 guys in, in, the, in the flight and there's, you know, 10 skins, it's going to be thinner than, than when there's two skins, right? Oh, yeah. So, but sometimes it's a big payout. Sometimes it's like fucking 160 bucks oh, for our, a skin, our skins you know? game for our our MGA. Uh, you're usually looking at about 100 bucks. So, but that's just our chat. That's not an MGA rule. That's just what our yeah. uh, specific chapter does. But Scott comes out and he plays our league, knowing that he doesn't have a shot at winning a tournament yeah. because if he shoots 80, he's going to net a 90 or whatever, however many penalty yeah. strokes he has. He ain't going to win. But he comes out because he has a good time. He likes the guys that he play. You know. Oh, and Scott he is. He comes good time. out. He he's, comes out he, for the right reasons. He is one of the best times if, if if you want to get paired with him. Right. So, but that's what I mean. Like, that's one example of somebody that we welcome all levels. Right. Like, if you're a good golfer, we don't give a shit. Come play with us. If you just want to come out and play golf and have a good time, come play with us. Oh, and in our league at West Valley. Like, as average pointed out, is uh, we have a skin situation, and it's uh, strokes and non-strokers. And I mean, if you're that good, I mean, we we've had a couple people that showed up that are eagling every friggin' par five, and so you can steal some skins. We prefer you not show up in that scenario, but uh, we we enjoy and welcome all comers. Yeah, and just uh, Mrs. Average welcomes most comers. <laughs> Um, but you'll find that out if you ever come to yeah. a tournament. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite moments with uh, uh, along those lines. Uh, oh, speaking of Mrs. Yeah. Average. Yeah, spe- well, speaking okay. of Mrs. Average. Right. I, I'd like to hear the anecdotes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, speaking of uh, Mrs. So you can leave your feedback on the Average Minute uh, social media. Uh, just just press that uh, like button. Uh, Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> anyway. I remember at uh, Vistancia, one of my first tournaments or third tournament something like that and uh mrs average i apparently sat in her chair and she sat on my lap and i was like i think i might die because her husband's right there and ken's like eh whatever it's 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 whatever and i'm going no seriously i'm gonna die right um 
you know, there there have been people that uh, take advantage of the situation and uh, cross the line, so to speak. Has there been cross lines? Uh huh. Really? Uh huh. We're not going to get into I it. I did not know. We're not going to get not, into it on the podcast, <laughs> but yeah, but it, but it's <laughs> happening when he turned this shit off. Yeah, uh, there there have been. Uh, yeah, there, he named names. <laughs> there, there's there's been people that don't get it right, yeah. and uh, to uh, yeah, and we're not going to get into that. So, um, what do you say we bring this thing home? Uh, I think we're uh, plenty of minutes in. Uh, I will tell you, uh, Aguila is a really good track. Yeah. Uh, what, never, what's never. the what's the rate? I know you got the tournament, rate, um, whatever. I think but, we paid ninety. Yeah, but that was which for, includes like a twenty five dollar, you know, fuck so, off. So so that means if you go on golf now and book a gila, it's probably, probably what sixty five, sixty five, seventy was be my guess. Wow, it's amazing that uh, uh, it's this is it's Biden's stupid. America. Uh, uh, I don't want to make it political because y'all, it's not political. Y'all voted is, your conscience, yeah, and uh, right. I want you to do whatever you want to do and. I don't really think that we should uh, think about who our constituents are, but if uh, you know Greg Houston, loves well, you Biden, always bring up Greg Houston because he's man the only is a registered Republican. Yeah, but he don't vote for Republican, so it don't well, count. Well, how do you know how he votes? Um, it I, could be shtick. He I, this whole thing. <laughs> he turns out he just likes he, arguing. He's going with. full Stooges. <laughs> I did that. Do you like the Stooges? You know what? I did that. When I was in high school, I was on the debate team, and I always took the opposition side because I I like arguing. I was totally that guy in college. You know what I mean? Like, how do we know? That's why we get along. Yeah. Because I I was that guy, too. (laughs) So we don't know. Uh, Don't act like you know what's in Greg's heart. uh, Greg, we love you. And uh, Uh, Greg, we love you 100%, (laughs) no matter how much shit I talk about you. Uh, but I realistically think that uh, you're, you know, supporting a democratic government is the reason why my income is going to drop by fifty percent next year. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> uh, shots fired. Uh, Love you, Greg. So, Whip, uh, we know what the pairings are for the uh, Am Am. If you're not paired with Greg for the Am Am, uh, apparently Greg and I are going to be partners. <laughs> And you should, you should, you should dress up as Kamala, and he should be Biden. I can't go blackface, Jesus! Oh, you don't come back from that. Yeah, you you'll be canceled. Yeah, you'll, yeah, be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be right out of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys heard of this average minute? One of the guys is in blackface. <laughs> you, you'll never be able to run for office, dude. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, it's not about. It's not about. You can pull off the transgender thing, the cross dressing. You just can't pull off blackface. Uh, what's sad is this is gold, and nobody's going to listen this yeah, far because I, they, we lost. Them I know. 20 they, minutes ago. they they tuned out and went to bed <laughs> yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, the, all right. Well, I guess so. So yeah. we'll call it. Uh, we'll leave on a high note. Um, uh, so Kamala to, signing out. So to recap, sign up for the MGA immediately, if not sooner. And uh, look up the new rules for 2023. There's not much in it that really affects us. Uh, basically, if you're handicapped, uh, it's a problem. And, um, yeah, that's that's about it. And uh, never go full blackface. Uh, yeah. doesn't doesn't work out. So, uh, that being said, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you in the rough.